I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with Pastor Benny Tan. Now he's authored a book called Against All Odds about his life story. He's pastor of a church called History Makers Church at the Sunshine Coast of Australia. Great name for a church. And uh, I got to catch up with him and his lovely wife recently and was just inspired to hear of uh, what God's been doing in their lives. How are you, Benny? I'm very well, Matt. Thank you. Now for those who don't know much of your story, tell us where were you born and uh, how did you come to know Jesus? Well, I was born in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And... uh I was sold as a baby, and when I found that out, it really devastated my life, yeah, and I went downhill from then on. But so how, then did you, one, how did you find out? Eh? How did you find out that oh, you were... It's a, it's a shocker. I've written it all in my book called Against All Odds, but, yep. uh, you know, in Malaysia, when you're 12 years old, everybody gets an identity card. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was looking forward to my card, you know, having my name on it, my photo in it, and so on. So on the day when I was 12 years old, my father took me to the government building and gave me my card. I, when I looked at it, you know, wow, it was great. But I was shocked at first, you know, like uh, I was given a rate card. And I thought, now there is something wrong with it because I know that, uh, you know, if you're a citizen, you get a blue card. But if you're a criminal or you're bad, bad dude, you get a rate card. So I thought, now, why was I given a rate card? You know, mm. I should have got a blue one. But then the next shock came and I flipped the card over and I saw the names of my mom and dad. They were totally different from the man and woman I had called mom and dad for 12 years. Mm. I was shocked. That's when dad just told me without any explanation, like, uh, you're, not, you're not our son and, uh, and we bought you and so on. Oh, that was shocking, yeah. And then you came to the Lord at the age of 16. What was your life like at that time? Oh, <laughs> It was terrible. I, I was, you know, full of rejection, full of hurts, full of anger, and uh, you know, because I found out I wasn't why my parents abandoned me and so on. So I joined gangs, and I was a terror. I was an absolute terror: extortion, stealing, bullying, fighting, gate crashing parties, threatening people. I should have been killed about three times in in fights in the streets. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Good, good preparation to be a pastor one day, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, self-defense. You can handle anything that comes your way, hey? Yeah, yeah. And then you ended up uh, feeling the call of the Lord to go to New Zealand. Uh, tell us about that part of your journey. Well, uh, I think, you know, when I, my life was heading downhill all the way uh, at the age of 16 and a bit, I was walking the streets one day and a missionary from New Zealand stopped me and in, invited me to church. So uh, that was the beginning of my spiritual journey. I kept going back, going back, and then I got saved. And then four years later, God told me to to leave my resign from my job and go to New Zealand to train for the ministry. And then, how did you get into ministry after Bible college? Well, that's another long story. It's all in my book called Against All Odds. I encourage your listeners to get a hold of it. Mm. But you know, I went to Bible college, and it was exciting the first year. But then. The next two years, I got spiritually dead and dry because, you know, it was in a very different environment and so on. And I also lost uh, kind of vision of why I was there. I looked at all the uh, Westerners who drove nice cars and lived in nice houses and so on, right? 
and I started to change my uh, my vision, and I wanted to make money. Mm. So I backslid in heart, and I couldn't wait for Bible College to finish. And when it did, I just said, now nah, I'm not going back to Malaysia. Now nah, I'm not going to go to the ministry. I'm here to make money. Yeah, and I was miserable for two years when I ran away from the call of God, yeah. And then how did you end up, uh, you started, uh, you planted a church soon after that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took, it took a head-on confrontation with God. I remember in 1976, you know, when one of the first color TVs came out, I bought my own and it was cash, right? And I was so proud of it. And I was sitting watching my color TV one Saturday afternoon and the telephone rang. And our pastor rang up and asked for prayer for one of the pastors who had died suddenly. And, you know, the family was grieving. And so Sharon answered the phone, put the phone down, and, and came and interrupted me watching my color TV and said, oh, we need to pray for the pastor, family, blah, blah, blah. And after prayer, she challenged me and said, why aren't you with you in the ministry? You know, God's called you, blah, blah. And we had an almighty argument, and I told her, <laughs> to shut up and don't tell me what to do, get off my case, I'm the head of this family, I know what I'm doing, blah, blah. <laughs> and she burst into tears, ran into the room to pray, so I thought. And I was fuming, I was so angry with, actually with myself, mm. right, you know, and I was blaming God and really, and then God spoke two things to me while I was watching TV. And the first thing he said was, turn off the TV. Mm. Wow, I was I nearly died when I heard that. And then the next thing God said was, if you're going to serve me, it's now or never. Mm. I broke down, I repented. You know, you know what happened, Matt? As soon as I broke down, repented, and surrendered my life to the Lord, I felt like, you know, a thousand tons of heaviness, depression, darkness left me on the spot. Mm. And I surrendered my life straight away to the Lord. Uh, I wrote back to Malaysia, to my church, and said, we are ready to come back on the next plane. We'll go anywhere, do anything to serve the church and the Lord. But they wrote back and said, no, nah, we don't really know you now. We don't want you to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> but the church that we served in, and, and uh, they called us and sent us to a little, little small town in Kaitaia, far north of New Zealand, or 5,000 people. And we pioneered the church there, and uh, we just grew everything, Christian school, child care center, ministries, left, right, and center, and became the biggest church in town, really. You're listening to History Makers, and today we're speaking to Pastor Benny Tan from History Makers Church Australia. And then you moved to Australia in 2001. Yeah. Uh, Why did you make the move to the Great South Land? Yeah, (laughs) now that's an interesting thing. Uh, We have, you know, in the, the last five years or so, of our time in in New Zealand, we felt that God was stirring us, and we felt that Australia was going to be our future destiny. But we didn't know how to get here, and believe it or not, in a miraculous thing happened. We were awarded a scholarship by the Australian government. So we came as the guests of Australia government for three months, and we toured all the churches from Noosa right down to Melbourne, and that's when we felt, you know, God saying to us that he's going to bring us over. And it was really strange. It was to the Sunshine Coast. And then five years later, after the scholarship, the Lord opened the way and a church called us and we came. What kind of scholarship was it? Well, 
what happens is uh, the, Malaysia, the New Zealand government and the Australian government have an arrangement called the ANZAC Fellowship, you know, where all the soldiers fought in ANZAC together yeah. years ago. So they have this exchange every year. They bring about uh, 10 or, or 15 professionals mm. uh, to exchange and extend their learning and so on. And I was very, very fortunate. The only pastor of a church that was awarded uh, that scholarship. It's usually for uh, professors and scientists and inventors and opera conductors and so on. But I was the pastor and I squeezed in by the grace of God. Now, you pastor a church called History Maker Church, which is a great name. Uh, So I started the History Makers radio show in about 2006. What year did you start your church? Uh, 2005. Oh, so you beat me by a year. Oh, less, maybe a few months, yeah. (laughs) So how did you come up with the name? Had you heard the song from Delirious? Is that what inspired you? No, 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 no. Well, basically, it's a bit of a testimony, really. My philosophy in life is, you know, you're either history or your history repeats itself. Or you make history, ah, and I good. wanted. I didn't want the first two, yeah. But also, there's a testimony because in 1993 I burned out, mm. and uh, I was, you know, emotionally, mentally unstable. I was suicidal and all that kind of stuff. And the devil whispered into my ears for nearly 18 months, "You're finished. You're gone. You're going to lose your church. You're going to lose your school. You're going to lose your childcare center. You are going to be history." But you know what? The devil only tells you half-truth. Yeah. He says I was going to be history, but he left out the word maker. (laughs) The Lord whispered to me on the other side, no, you're not going to be history. You're going to be a history maker. Well. Yeah, so I felt that that was my healing testimony, my deliverance testimony, and that is the uh, vision of our church to help God's people, raise them up to disciple them, to really mentor them and help them become history makers. Now, we should backtrack a little bit. Uh, We left out one big part of the story, and that is how you met your lovely wife, Sharon. Now, she's a a life coach. She's a pastor in your church as well. and She does a lot of radio spots as well and does a great job. Um, How did you two first meet? Yeah, no, it's an amazing thing. Uh, We met at Bible College, and again, it's the sovereignty of God because uh, the Bible College usually... uh, you know, discourages uh, romance and relationships because they felt that uh, it's a very artificial environment. But uh, one year they uh, put on a notice board, you know, Benny Tan and Sharon Manna, she was a Manna at that time, uh, come together, please, because of your singing and your musical abilities, uh, get a team together, practice and lead the college in a day of prayer in worship. Okay. That's what we did. We we met for practice, and uh, we liked more than the music. We liked each other, <laughs> fell in love, and raised six kids and so forth. Six kids. <laughs> wow, you are a history maker. <laughs> yeah. And uh, are you both musical? Are you both guitarists or singers or keyboard? What do you, what do, you do? Yeah, I play the guitar, and uh, Sharon is, uh, plays the piano, and we both sing. We used to travel together, uh, tr- three of us. As a trio singing around some churches in Auckland, yeah, and and church camps and so on, yeah. Mm, fantastic. Now, before we wrap it up, I always like to ask our guests if they would share, you know, you've talked about your life story, about how you had this dramatic conversion to Christ at the age of 16, and, and everyone noticed the change in your life. There might be people listening that have never actually heard the gospel message. Would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond to it? Well, basically, I think, you know, in every one of us here, uh, there is a spiritual 
vacuum on the inside of us that only God can fill. A lot of people try to fill the emptiness within them. They all sense there's something missing, and they try to fill that emptiness with fame, with fortune, with sex, with drugs, or whatever. But I believe that only God can fill that spot. And whoever is listening today, if they're unsure about God, I can ask them to pray a very general prayer. Just say, God, if you are real, reveal yourself to me. And if you do, I will believe you and serve you the rest of my life. I tell you what, if anybody is sincere and will pray that uh, sincerely, God, through the Lord Jesus, uh, will reveal himself to them. And I tell you, their life will be totally transformed like mine was. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Pastor Benny. And of course, uh, if people do want to get their hands on your book, it's called Against All Odds. Yes. And uh, if they want to check out the website, and maybe they, maybe people have been impacted by hearing Benny's story today and they'd like to even get in contact uh, with you or someone at your church, History Makers Church, uh, the website is historymaker.org.au. And there you'll find the link to uh, the book about Against All Odds and Pastor Benny and Sharon Tan. Well, mate, thank you so much for joining us today. I reckon you're a history maker. Hey, so are you. Okay. <laughs> God bless you, buddy. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast, make a donation, find out about our YouTube channel, and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to historymakersradio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? History Makers.